everyone. Welcome into episode 85 of Without a Mic Podcast. I'm Roger. This is Spencer. This is Brittany. And today we are doing a part two of something we did like a couple months ago. So this is long overdue. <laughs> like six months ago. <laughs> what was it? Six months? It was like no, no. It was only like yeah, it was, it was like a while January. ago though. It wasn't too bad, That's but yeah, like it was a long months, time ago. Four or five months, but we did the top five actors of 2023. So if you have not seen that video or episode, check it out. But today we're doing the compliment. We're doing our top five actresses 2023 but before we get into that let's talk about what we've been watching so Yo. i want to just say i gave a recommendation last week one of you watched yes. it one of you did not but you had a good reason for not watching yes. it <laughs> um but what were your thoughts on rear window spencer wait a way to just like not throw Brittany completely under the bus yeah She's good, I, right she actually could've. did have a very good reason which um, thoughts and energy to Brayden, Brittany's uh, husband Thank you. And, and his family. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Rear window. So what is this? 1954, I believe it is. Yep. 1954 Alfred Hitchcock film with the infamous James slash Jimmy Stewart. Uh, many people know James Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life. I feel like that's probably his most marketable, I don't know, depiction. Maybe not his best performance, but I think the one that people remember him from the most. Yeah, most iconic. Um, you know, it's funny. So this movie, first and foremost, I really enjoyed this. I gave this a four out of five on Letterboxd. And it was, it brought, it made me realize how incredible a filmmaker can be with no special effects. Absolutely zero. An incredible production. Uh, the camera work is near flawless for a 1954 film. I mean, the way that you move. So just to set a premise without giving anything away, you know, it's a man in an apartment. His leg is broken and he's a photographer. And so he's kind of just like he's window shopping, essentially. He's people watching in his mm -hmm. little courtyard of a neighborhood. And it's really tense and very intriguing because you focus on different elements and assumptions of the other characters' lives. And I just really liked it. It reminded me of a very, uh, <laughs> a much better version of Disturbia uh, with Shia yeah. LaBeouf. But it's very much in the same wavelength of, you see something, you know you need to do something about it. You don't know how you're going to do it, and it's really tense. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, would you share any additional thoughts? Yeah, so Disturbia was actually inspired by this movie, which is probably no surprise. Oh, there you go. Um, obviously, it's not as good because Alfred Hitchcock is the GOAT. Um, if When we do our top five favorite directors of all time, he will undoubtedly be on my list. But I think it's a great point. I think so often we look at like Cult of the New and like new stuff coming out. But it's important to go back and appreciate the classics. And to your point, what people were making back in the day with literally just pure acting talent. like, And that's what a lot of these older movies are for me. So I grew up watching those. And it's just, it's awesome to go back and watch something where it's just pure, like, there's not a lot of shortcuts. You know, it's long shots, long scenes, minimal work. And so that really takes like directing, filming, acting, like that has to be at a much higher level in some cases, in my opinion, because you don't have special effects or a quick cut or you know creative camera work per se like you know guardians of the galaxy we all just saw that like there's a lot of crazy shots and stuff in that movie but what they're working with back then it's just it's just so much more pure i guess and so uh yeah, let, me, one of... oh, let me ask you do do you think i don't know how films are made today i know the equipment's expensive but the fact that they made that on film there was no messing up that's so expensive to get rid of film start a mm -hmm. whole new reel film that it's not it's digital 
I you that, can't, yeah. <laughs> hey, you just you just opened my mind because those sequences are very long, but they're so yes. well done. Like just how natural the conversations are. It's not forced in any way. Like you just feel everything's happening as it is. And mm-hmm. Penns was sitting next to me reading her book. And I remember her looking up and she's like, yo, what is this movie? It's very intriguing. Like she was she was into it from a glance because she could tell this like intensity was growing. So a lot of things to be, uh, yeah, to write home about, I guess you could say in a, in a weird analogy. So great film. Absolutely. I'm excited to watch it one day. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day. <laughs> I think that's. I like will. 50, okay, I will. <laughs> Fifty-one years too old for your your limit. Your yeah, right. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Jeez. Um, I want to talk about what I've been watching a little bit. Um, so I've been watching. I watched Air, which okay. I loved, but my husband gave it a nine point two. I texted you guys immediately, and I was like, a nine point. A 9.2? Okay, that's a little, like, that's a little far, but he loved it. Um, obviously, I loved it, too. Jason Bateman's the GOAT. Um, he's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think know, Michael he's Gordon's so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into that. I got a um, question for you, though, and yes. this won't spoil it for anybody, but there is a monologue, like, there's a monologue scene with Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was cheesy, or did you think it hit home? Like, did you feel like it hit right, or was it cheesy? Mm, it hit... It hit right, but it but there was a split second in my head where I thought, mm, "Is it? Okay. Is it? it?" That's funny that you ask that because that really did like a, just a split second was like, "Is this a little much?" But it ended up, you know, I thought overall I don't think it like the, it would the monologue was great the way it was. It just the, seemed like a little a, Roger, something was just almost this? a little off. I need to see it still. I, I it's available on movies. Prime. It's available oh, it on Prime. It just came out on Prime like two days ago. Like streaming. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's an Amazon movie, okay. but they released it in theaters. So I will say the first time I watched it, because I've seen it twice. And the first time I watched it, that monologue hit me so hard. I was in tears. I was like, wow, this is like incredible. Oh, yeah. And then, I, I and then the second like time I watched it, I don't think I was in the story as much as I was the first time. Because I was like, oh, this monologue feels a little cheesy. Okay, like this is interesting. So I can't, I think it kind of depends of like where you're at when you're watching. I think I was in the middle of that. Like I was like, you know, I appreciated it, but at the same time I was like, it is a little, a little cheesy. Okay. Um, okay. This one's going to disappoint some people and I'm sorry. I'm disappointed too, guys. I watched the whale. Okay. Mm, not great. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not like it. I'm sad. I liked Brendan Fraser's performance. But yeah, that's did you think it. he was deserving of his Oscar? Oh, absolutely. His performance was incredible. It's this is what I well, Brayden and I watched it, okay? Same, this is That's the same opinion you had of Tar. Like there's no reason yeah. to be upset about it. Like you, no, you can appreciate well, someone for being great, but not like the product. I'm like, just Austin upset because I I Elvis, but the movie wasn't good. Yeah, the movie wasn't bad. I just wanted the whale to like I really thought it was gonna be like I thought I was gonna be like emotional. And to be honest, this is exactly how I view the whale. Um, it's like, um, someone went into an acting class and said, I want, like, you're going to do this. And then the actor like gives it, it's all too much. Like Sadie Sink, she was, you know, the grungy, angry teenager. She took it. It was like too amplified for me to be believable. Even, um, the, the missionary guy, like it was too amplified. Um, what's her name? The second, she's like the main girl in Lisa or something. Yes. 
she was like the upset sister-in-law, very upset, angry, mean, 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 but like, but like hard exterior, but like nice on the inside. And it was just so amplified that it was really honestly like, and I, I, you know, I just, I didn't love it. I loved certain parts of it with Brendan Fraser, for example, when he is teaching his class and he shows, you know, shows his face or when he doesn't show his face for that reason, like that kind of stuff, it was really powerful when, you know, the, the pizza guy comes and delivers some, like those scenes, those were really good. I think it was honestly everybody else, but Brendan Fraser that ruined it for me. And so that made me a little disappointed, but his, like, I wanted the movie to be good, but his performance absolutely well deserve of his win. Incredible. Yeah. I appreciate your thoughts. I mean, so I, I will say, I think one thing that might apply to that is that the story does take place very much just like in the middle of somebody's life, not like a buildup to their character or anything like that. So, Mm -hmm. so his relationship with his daughter is already at this crux that we don't know because we're not seeing it happen. And so to your point, like we're kind of abruptly in their situation and abruptly like things are moving quickly because we're at a segment of a whole picture. So I really like that you said that. I liked it a lot. Um, I think be- it hits my type of emotional demographic. To yeah. Be very frank. You know, I grew up overweight. I lost weight because of the harassment and the inner emotions. And so I think that kind of connected to me in a certain way. Uh, not saying that it wouldn't to anybody else going through. Um, right. But things just see a story differently. Like you yeah. totally see it differently. For sure. For sure. But yeah, Brandon Fraser, phenomenal job. I do think the ending, I don't like the whole... I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is like, uh, a, yeah, I know. It, I know. It, it, it was a little much. It was a little much. On I know. Ending, so. I know. Um, last thing is Barry. I know I talk about this every week, but I'm telling you guys, it is so good. And Bill Hader is making his directorial debut. He's already, he's directed some, but like this season's only directed by him. Oh, and wow. Oh, he, cool. He's talented. I'm seeing so many like almost like cinematography like the way that he is wants everything to be shown the way that there's you know the blurry background is still important um everything kind of looks like not Wes Anderson because you know when you see a Wes Anderson thing but like I'm seeing it I'm like oh I can like he has a vision if that makes sense and it's just really cool to see so yeah Barry's Barry's really good I would be really interested if any of you guys listening watch it what are your thoughts on it so far because it's definitely taken a crazy turn yeah and I'm sure people are listening or watching Barry too like that's funny that we've never even asked that because it's such a popular show that yeah I'm sure people have thoughts well we we try to reach as much as we can between the three of us and we can't watch everything but we definitely like like Barry's like Britney's thing right now but Spencer and I have not sniffed it I've like I said I watched the first two episodes but it's just not high up on my list of stuff to watch and like, sorry, not sorry, but there's just so much stuff to catch up on. I know I have one more thing. I have one more, one more show with HBO max real quick. It's called love and death with Elizabeth Olsen. It's the candy story. Um, Mm -hmm. wow. You guys. Okay. So my husband has been, um, reluctant to watch it with me because he watched candy. I didn't watch candy. So I, I, I didn't know until I, I'm in that boat. Yeah. When Elizabeth Olsen comes on the screen, I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And so I watched it and, um, he's only seen one episode and this is episode, I believe five that just came out. And immediately he said, this is better than candy. And he really? only watched, he only watched I've the one episode. Too. He said, this is a lot better than candy. Oh, I liked Talk candy. So people. now I'm interested. And, and so did Brayden. Brayden really liked candy. So I wanted to throw that out there that, um, I know a lot of people are, um, 
reluctant to watch the same story twice and I get it. But this one is Brayden even just from the one episode, he's like, this is very different. And I like this one more. So I think it goes in depth a lot more. I'm not sure. I haven't seen Candy, but I'm really liking it so far. And I, I think Elizabeth Olsen is so talented. Like well, the cast is already better. Like Jesse Plemons. I know. You know I know. Like, I mean, come on. Those two alone. I know. They, they take the it over. <laughs> Andy, so. And it's HBO Max doing it. So that's just exactly. another feather in the cap, so to speak. Roger, I have a question for you. So I've been, I obviously have not, you know, to the term that you just used, sniffed Ted Lasso. I haven't really touched Ted Lasso at all. I've the heard whole some show controversy. I have too. I've, I've heard, heard some, some, I've heard some stuff. controversy about season three. I've never Boring. watched the show. Period. I've watched like four episodes or so, but and then I I stopped, not out of lack of quality, just kind of just things came up. But I want to know your thoughts. Like, are you enjoying it so far? Do you see what those people are saying? What are you What are you thinking? Anyone who doesn't like this season is just. I feel like you got to be insensitive to something at some point. Like. Here's here's my thoughts on Ted Lasso. So season but don't one spoil is like, it. Don't spoil three spoil though. It. Don't okay. Okay. I'm not gonna spoil it, but but I'm gonna explain why. So season one is kind of like it's very funny. It's a lot of Ted. You know, it's very like comical. There's a lot of jokes, and so like I'd say like comedy to like depth. It's probably like this. You know, comedy is like eighty percent. Depth is like twenty. Season two kind of pushes it a little closer. It's probably like sixty comedy, forty percent depth. You know, Ted starts to go through some things. Some of the characters go through some things and you see a little bit more of like vulnerable real life stuff. And season three is like 80% real, 20% like comedy Ted type stuff. It's super genuine. It's super vulnerable. It's like very like human, I guess is a great way to put it. And the things that these characters go through and like the, the moments and the scenarios that they put in is like so grounded and so fresh, but it feels like it's the opposite of season one, which is a lot of people's favorite. And so I can see why you may not like it, but you can't compare it to season one. You have to appreciate it for what it is and for what it, what it's trying to show and, and do. And what it's trying to show and do is be an extremely vulnerable showcase of different people going through different struggles and how people are coming together and supporting them through that or not. And so I think it's the best season of Ted Lasso so far. There's still three more episodes, but I think it's by far the best. I think season one is the, is the hook, season two is the build, and season three is the payoff. And if you just like comedy and like Parks and Recs and like office surface level stuff, you probably like season one a lot more. But if you like, you know, this recent show, The Bear, or if you like some of these shows that get really into the nitty gritty of the emotions and the human aspect of it, you'll really like season three. It's really, really good. I can see why people don't like it, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means you don't appreciate it for what it is. So highly recommend it. Season three is fantastic. Which is probably what people want to get out of it. If you want to watch the show, you want to be, you know, in with the characters and watch their story, then yeah. But if you really just want to go there for the the comedy part of one, then maybe not. But the genius is this was the this is the payoff we 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 I guess we deserved, but for some people it may not be what they wanted. But this is so good. Like for a show to take that approach, like because they could have just made it funny and ended it and everyone would have laughed and gone home, but they leave you with like lasting impactful emotional experiences that carry past a few laughs right because the jokes are great and it's still there but it, it's trying to it's being more bold and it's trying to say say more than just this was a fun comedy show that people laughed at it actually meant something so highly recommend. yeah i 
I very much appreciate your take because I just don't know what to think about Ted Lasso. At the end of the day, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's just never been like on my radar. But then again, TV shows are not super prominent in my mind. So no, I'm curious to see how this plays out. You're like anti-TV show. (laughs) I'm not anti-TV show. (laughs) I already feel behind on movies. So if I feel behind on movies. Oh, Bubkiss. I told you to watch Bubkiss that were like 20 minutes and it's only six episodes or 20 minutes each and you would not do it. Because it's on a Peacock. Mine, a buddy of mine on Twitter that I've been talking to. <laughs> I know you didn't right. say that. He said, Brittany's right on Buckkiss after this last episode. So, um, hey, nice buddy Chris. You see? buddy Chris was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, Brittany was right on Buckkiss, by the way. I was like, well, I'll have to watch it then. It's a good but one. It really is. I just want to throw out the only other thing I've been watching, like, I, I'm still trying to finish Attack on Titan, but which is crazy, just wild. But uh, I've been watching Silo, which is fantastic. It's the new Apple TV Plus show with Rebecca Ferguson, Common, um, and uh, Rashida Jones. So very, 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 very good. Highly recommend it. Um, it's only three episodes in. Episode four comes out this week, but that's what I've been watching. Yeah, I've nice. seen a lot of TikToks being made about Silo, so... It's definitely one to look out series. for. Very, very good. It's kind of a mystery, thriller, dystopian future, like darker, like all that kind of stuff. So what's your guys' take real quick before we dive into our topic? Like yay or nay, smash or pass documentaries? Um, I'd say yay, but only if people have recommended it to me. I'm not out there looking for documentaries because I think that there's more like I don't think there's a lot of great like ones that I think would be like, you know, like worth my time. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but um, I, if someone like recommends it to me and I've heard a lot of buzz about it, I will absolutely watch it. Okay. I so like snap. documentaries, but I think you have to be in the mood to be educated, to watch one because mm-hmm. typically they're trying to educate you on something. And some of them do a better job of entertaining you. Um, but overall, I think you have to be in the right mindset and, Honestly, I'm not. I'm usually more in the mindset to be entertained in some form or fashion than I am educated. But if there's a documentary that comes out on something I'm interested in, I'll absolutely watch it. I mean, I, I remember. I think one of the most iconic documentaries, kind of a documentary, is The Last Dance, because it came yeah. out during oh, COVID. Yeah. Sports had just disappeared, and we were all like sports hungry. And it was, of course, Michael Jordan, who's the goat, one of the best athletes ever. And so that was like a special, awesome experience. But I think like. I haven't seen the Magic Johnson one. I need to, uh, but it's like, I, I don't know. I just don't feel as driven to watch it. So um, I agree. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, I just watched the the Michael J. Fox documentary, the movie on Apple TV Plus. And For good things. I don't know. It just kind of opened my mind because I watched two documentaries last week and I don't typically watch them. Free You've Solo. You've been kind of is, watching them a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting into it where, I don't know. It's, nice. it's I, To your point, there's an education factor I still think that, I, I still think it's cinema and there's a lot of cinematic elements. But to your point, I think it's just much more on the, hey, we want to show you and open your eyes and kind of highlight things rather than please you or gratify you, which is typically what I feel in these you know cinematic films. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend a few documentaries like I'd say Val. If you're a Val Kilmer fan, watch Val from Amazon Prime. It is an, a heart wrenching documentary the last dance tv series on netflix for sure uh fire of love fire and love fire of love it was the the volcano one that came out last year really good 
Uh, free solo. I think that might be like toward the very top of my list. That was oh, the one. Free solo was so crazy. Oh my, oh my gosh. Like they, I mean, that guy's insane. That guy's yeah. genuinely like, oh my gosh. We and we're then talking soon, about it. We think yeah, he might be a little bit. Uh, he know, is. Little, he he is. Might be a little bit. Yes. He, yeah. he is. He's a little bit off. But good for him. That's like, yeah, <laughs> good for him. That's like yeah, Tom Cruise type stuff right there. You got to be a little off to like attempt that kind of stuff. Yeah, and honestly, like if you guys or anybody listening has a good documentary to recommend, I'm open I because I don't. I do have it. one, but I think I we talked about it. I've got one for you. It's a little older. Yeah. It's called. It's. I think it's on HBO Max. It's called The Jinx. The Jinx. Okay. The Jinx. Oh. J i n x. What were you gonna say, Brittany? Okay, this one is called um, Sea Spiracy on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Spence. No, we um, talked about this though. Yeah, but we talked about this, and I'm telling you, that one had me hooked, and it had me like scared for a while. <laughs> I still am. Sometimes when I think about oh. this, no, no, no. Sometimes when I think about the statistics that they were saying, I still think about it. Sometimes I'm like, what are we gonna do? Like, okay. what are we gonna do? So, Sea Spiracy on Netflix. Okay, the Jinx and Sea Spiracy. I'm gonna think about a film, by the way. Um, cool. I don't know if you want that to be my film to watch or whatnot, but. By the end of this episode, I'm going to think of a film for you guys to watch. Cool. Yeah, it's your week this week, I think, to tell. And the next week, I get to tell you guys to watch one. So it'll be great. You still have to finish Rear Window. (laughs) I will. I I know. I won't give my recommendation until I watch it. You will like it, actually. Like, I just know you you like thrillers like this. And as soon as you said Disturbia, I said, okay, great. (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) Disturbia is like like a cheap knockoff. Of what? It's like okay. a great value Kroger. Oh, know, version. Okay. Yeah. I'm like excited. A great value steak, and then you go to like Kroger's the best though. By the way, so great value. Like, oh, I, can, I love Kroger. Of all these, you know, Kroger, good, good <laughs> choice. I don't, you know, why does everything have good in it? That's the thing. I know, right? <laughs> great value, good choice. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so right. we're going to be talking about our top five actresses of 2023. Whoop whoop. As we have done this. Yes, we've done this um, previously, which is fun because now we can kind of remember. I know one on Spencer's list that I want to call him out for because she has just disappointed the crap out of me. So it's just funny well, to save that. Funny to think about. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> I will. But um, what are your guys's um, criterias or whatever to make this list? I'll start. Um, so we've done this three times now. We did. Best actress, top five actresses in 2022, top five actors in 2022, top five actors in 2023, and now this. So my criteria has been the same. I look at relevance today as my main guiding light. So I have some favorites, but this is not about my favorites. This is about who I think is the most impactful, like having the best year. No one on this list is is without at least one major project this year. Most of them have two. Um, I do look a little forward and a little backwards, but I'm not putting, I told, I said this to Brittany, but who did I use as, as an example? Viola Davis. Viola Davis is not on my list. She's a great actress, but she doesn't have enough relevant work here to put her into a top five. So these are my top five actresses that are, as of right now, 2023, relevant with big projects who also have a good track record and have some things coming in the future that will make them relevant going forward. So this isn't like a one-off, like, oh, I loved her in that one project two years ago, but I haven't yeah. seen her since type thing. So that's my criteria. Nice. Yeah, I would say for me, once again, yeah, we've done this three times now, same criteria. Uh, the top five 
female actors with the best talent that I want to lead a film if I needed to choose these individuals to lead my my story. So that's my criteria. Nice and simple. Uh, yeah, and I'm right in the middle of them both. I tried to look at ones that have a project at least coming up or that just had one in 2022, uh, the end of 2022. Um, and then I also um, just, you know, kind of who are kind of just who I, I agree with Spencer, just who I would totally trust to lead this film or a film. All right, Roger, you want to start us off or what? I will absolutely start us off. So this actress was on my list last time, last year. Um, due to lack of major relevant projects right now, compared to the other people on this list, she dropped. Um, still one of my favorite actresses of all time, and it's Olivia Coleman. Um, nice. And her projects this year are Wonka and Secret Invasion, Marvel's uh, TV show with uh, Samuel L. Jackson portraying Nick Fury has uh, Amelia Clark. So it's a big TV show project. There's a lot of famous um, actors and actresses. It's a solid cast. I actually have high hopes for this. can't wait for it, this. by the way. Yeah. Me, me too. I think just because of the cast, I think it has to be a good script and good directing like vision for these people to say yes, because these are not people that jump into Marvel typically or like projects like this so readily. So very excited for her. She was in, in, in Empire of Light last year. Um, every year, I feel like she has at least one project that's like Oscar worthy. Um, and she's just consistently one of the best actresses in the industry. But as far as right now, um, those projects, while while solid projects are not like, I wouldn't say like blockbusters per se. I think Wonka will be good, but I don't think it's going to be like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, for example. So excited to see what she does next. And she's consistently producing every year. But this year, right now, doesn't have enough projects to be higher than number five for me nice yeah i will say with olivia coleman i many people overlook empire of light i thought that was an oscar worthy performance an oscar nominated worthy performance i don't think she would have won over anybody but her not being nominated along with uh margot robbie for babylon i just think those movies weren't watched people didn't see them yeah. <laughs> to be completely honest which is understandable um and you know some people loved or hated him but yeah she was great and she is great so nice pick thank you all right should i go next or Brittany? do you want to go uh you can go all right so number five on my list definitely a dark horse i'm not gonna say hot take because i just don't think it is but it is a dark horse because i don't think many people think of her but i think her talent is exceptional it's underutilized i'm excited to see her in more projects she's young in her career Jesse Buckley is number five on my list. So, Ooh. yeah, Jesse Buckley, I think, is. Let me see who that is. Most well known for I'm Thinking of Ending Things or Wild Rose. Uh, she just she just came out in Women Talking and Men uh, over this last year. She is just really good. I feel like she's very I use the word potent. Like her personality is potent when she's in a role, like whenever she's fully embracing something Brittany mentioned hey the whale was a little over the top she rides that fine line like she really just owns this this performance every time that she's in a film so i really like her i think that she has a lot coming out she's actually coming out in a film with jeremy allen white which i'm looking forward to and one thing that i appreciate from her is that she just chooses to work with very unique filmmakers and crafted filmmakers not Hey, I need I need a ton of money. I need to be in this blockbuster film. She really likes to express her art. So, 
Well, and she was in The Lost Daughter with Olivia Coleman. Then they were both nominated for an Oscar in 2021. They were in the movie in 2021. In 2022, they were nominated for Oscars. So um, they are fantastic. Like both of them are fantastic, but I feel like they're both have a similar MO where they kind of take low, low key projects. They, they're very selective. They're not in a bunch of high profile things, but they're great in what they're in. So great pick. She was fantastic. Thank you. Okay, my number five is um, she's Bradley already been me- no, she's already been mentioned. Does anyone want to? She's already been wait, mentioned. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, uh, one of us. Hold on. Who yep. did we mention our- in part of the films we sh- we talked about? I'm trying. Oh, to not now. not our picks, but like we've talked about her before. Viola yeah. Davis. Yeah, it is. So my number five is Viola Davis. Now she uh, had Woman King. Okay, so that was in 2022, but I do want to say it Air was. 2023. She does have a smaller part, but it is a very meaningful part. Okay, she is the Jordans in this movie. You don't see Michael. You don't talk to Michael. This is Dolores Jordan is who you're dealing with. Um, so she has a part in it. You know, it's not the biggest part, but it's it's a part. And she does it very well. Um, and then she has Hunger Games coming up. The Hunger Games prequel um, that she's going to be in. Uh, I don't, you know, it was funny when you were saying Viola Davis, because she's been my number five. Like, I haven't changed anything around. And it's just funny that you say that because she does have stuff coming out. And she did have stuff. She's had two projects this year that I think are major. And then last well, year, Brittany was wants to King. fight. I just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's funny that he used Viola Davis and said, you know, she just doesn't have that much going on. She does. She has a lot going on. And she's an the bomb. That might that might be like a, a binding of these two arguments. Viola Davis, in my opinion, might be literally number one best supporting female actress currently. Like, I just don't think she leads film. She's always in these incredible supporting roles. Women King, she was in a supporting role. You know, mm-hmm. air supporting role, great roles, but yes, supporting yes, yes. role. And so I just don't see enough of her to like lead my film right now. Whereas maybe when she was doing fences, you know, that was maybe that time period she was leading films. But right now I just I don't know. Yeah, you know, and I agree. She's not headlining anything by any means, but her talent, I just really I'm so drawn to her talent. Mm-hmm. She's so talented. And I just yeah, no, I, I agree. Would, I would completely trust her to lead my film if I was making one. So that's, you know, she Great is choice. like that. Yeah. That place in my a good pick. I don't doubt again, no knock on the talent. Just, she doesn't have anything major where she's like a significant part of it coming up in the near future. I know she's got some projects with DCEU um, that have been planned, you know, so there's that. And obviously she's been in some things recently, but all of the people on my list have something either major or, you know, something that they just came off of where they were the lead or something where they're a lead or a co-lead on something. So she just doesn't fit in that criteria for me, but I not get you. The talent at all. So yeah. selfishly, I wish she would take on more independent projects, more like dramatized projects, more kind of just emotional. Cause she's really, really yeah, that's, good with that. That's like the- her talent is, her talent is so worthy to be the lead in any independent thought out project. But you know, she's tied to these blockbuster franchises and she's doing a great job. It's just a little, yeah. yeah, that too. It's like whenever she's on screen though, there's a movie with her and Sandra Bullock that came out years ago. Maybe not years, but like two years ago, Sandra Bullock's kind of a con woman, whatever. Um, and Viola Davis plays a pretty small role in it. But this, the thing that I remember from that movie is Viola Davis's scene. And just like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's like that with 
a lot of the movies I watch with her in them, even though it's supporting, I feel like she takes it over for me. And that's why I view her as like one of these, because she has the capability to me, you know, I really think that Absolutely. she can do it. You know? Yeah. Well said. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so my number four is an actress that has done a ton of stuff. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it's, that. Uh, yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. It's Pam Cruise. Uh, no, yeah. so, um, no, this is, uh, I think you guys have heard of her. Her name is Zendaya. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Serious? Yeah, I nice. love that. Good I point. love that for you. Because you no haven't seen Euphoria. Why, why do we feel like Roger is just taking a step in the right direction? That's what I'm saying. Let's I'm just go. Zendaya is not on my list, so I can't, I'm not going to say that. I took the emotion out of it. But, um, I mean, she's obviously done a lot of stuff last year. And I think this will be a sort of a down year for her. She doesn't have a ton of big things. She has Challengers coming out this year. And obviously Dune Part 2, which Dune will be the big one for her. Um, coming off her five minute excellent performance in Dune Part One. But right. <laughs> um, I think end of this year, leading into next year will be bigger for her um going forward. But there's no denying her her gravitas. You know, she won she like cleaned house with awards for last year. So um yeah, fantastic. I will actress. say challengers, don't don't uh don't write out Luca Guadagnino because he tends to produce some Oscar worthy um movies so no maybe I, that's I what she's going for like she wants to get recognized on an oscar level you know and that's what i'm she curious should. about i don't know if it's going to be that or not the reason she i'm so surprised roger is because we've had this conversation i believe it was in 2022 or the 2022 actresses and spencer and i had zendaya and i think you were a little bit wary and so that's why i'm so like happy because you haven't seen euphoria right you still haven't seen it i have not no. Yeah. So that's just what, like when I, cause Zendaya is on my honorable mentions. I will say that because, you know, she does have a lot coming up and she does have the talent to back it up. Euphoria, for example, is just incredible. And like, if you, even if you just watch scenes from that, from her, you know that she has the capability to just be incredible. Well, I do. I, I didn't mention this in my criteria, but I do factor in awards and nominations to an extent. So, I mean, she did win a lot of awards for Euphoria but she's also done other projects too, right? It's not just Euphoria a year ago and like, yeah, we're still writing yes. high. So, you know, Dune will be a major movie this this year. It'll come out later this month, this year in October. So, I mean, and then she has some stuff. I, I, I Am I wrong? But is Euphoria season three supposed to come out next year sometime? Is that when it's- I think it's next year, yeah. That's what I've yeah. heard. So again, leading into next year, you know, she'll have a big hit this year. She'll be back in Euphoria next year, which will be everyone's most anticipated. You know, Spider-Man was a year over a year ago. Euphoria season two was over a year ago. So there's been some like stuff that she's done recently, future and now. So I want to ask is Dune 2, because, um, you know, I know she was only in it for five minutes and one. Is this supposed to be like her character, Dune 2? Like, is she really in it or no? Well, she's in it quite a bit. Um, okay. The, okay. I don't want to spoil anything, but she is a major player in the second movie. You will see her quite a bit. Okay. Cool. She will be in but there. But this is still, correct me if I'm wrong, this is still Paul Atreides' story. Like, this is, this yes. is him. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet is the main character, but yeah. she yeah. is very, very, very prevalent in the second half of the story. She's very oh, absent. I'm so in the excited. Half, so, yeah. Uh, 
it's going to be good. Wait, Brittany, you saw the first one just barely, like last week, right? No, I wanted to see Dune. I didn't oh, get to okay, it this okay. week. It's on my when list. If you do watch it, let us know what you think, because I'm actually, I'm genuinely curious. It's a, it's a slow build, but I think- it's uh part yeah, one. I think you'll like it. It's like a- I know, I had, a, I had someone say, I don't know if you'll like it, but I'm going to watch it because I do want, I am really interested in Dune too. A lot of, I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, this looks good. Looks Even so though I know good. nothing about it, so I'm excited. Oh, yeah. All right. Nope. You'll love part two, so you need to watch part one. Uh, yeah, that's, exactly. That's what I'll yeah. do. That's yeah. probably the case for most people. All right, number four on my list. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just let's just cut to the chase. Olivia Coleman, three Oscar nominations in four years. She should deserve. She should have deserved four in five years, but yeah, you know that's that's just the way it is. She's got to be the most unique actor today. Like her, she takes on roles so uniquely. Like it's not normal. her range is insane. Way, yeah, her range and she it's not even them. the normal it's not like a linear range. Like she goes no. very much in different directions that you don't think is possible. And so yeah, I get it. She's not like the standard hey like young late 20s early 30s actress that you want to lead a film. She's just a powerful performance in her you said it, her range, her emotion. The way that she can kind of stretch that, it it's really impressive. So guys, I like her a lot. I like I'm her a really, lot. And, and I'm, have I'm you given her a chance? That's no, that's, no, I'm saying I, I, no joke, didn't even, Olivia Coleman did not cross my mind. I don't watch the movies that she's in. And it's not that I don't watch them on purpose. I just haven't seen them. So yeah. I need to, and I know, like, I yes. know that the only thing I know her from is The Crown. And we talked about this in 2022 when we did this. That's all that I know her from. So I, you know, when I, she doesn't cross my mind at all. I need to really watch these movies you guys are talking about. I've seen clips of the um, Empire of Light, is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I haven't seen it. And, you know, clips are just one thing. And the clips that I see, her performance is incredible. And I do think she's very talented. But I need to watch these movies because she just, it doesn't come to my mind when I think of best actresses. That's she fair. is yeah. my current favorite actress, I will say. But that. it's just because but... I don't know. It's not anything against her. Yeah, no, I put her on the list last year because she was coming off an Oscar nomination at yep. number one, and she had more of a recent body of work. And so uh, she's my current favorite actress, and I think anyone yeah. who hasn't seen any of her stuff should absolutely watch it. But again, like Spencer said, she's not in she's not in blockbusters and stuff. Like Marvel's the most yep. mainstream thing she'll have been in probably in her whole career. So people just aren't. I mean, like, the crown was big. Consuming her stuff, it it was, and she won for that. But yeah, I mean, that was. 2018 this will be her so biggest ip yeah year. it was a long time ago right. right i mean you have yeah, you have wonka, wonka and a marvel show like that's yeah, yeah she's she said yeah um okay my number four you guys i am just going back and forth i can't decide but i'm just gonna say it it's gonna be kate blanchett because okay and i know she only had tar recently and she, i looked at her imdb it doesn't look like there's much coming up um but I I want to factor in Tar. You know what I mean? Like that was incredible. She got nominated um, for an Oscar for it, and like that performance. We Spencer and I have talked about it multiple times. It's just incredible. I trust her completely to take a role and do it to the best. Like I think she um, exceeds expectations, and her talent is just so. It's just incredible, and so that's why I want to put her there. I will talk about my first honorary when we talk about it, but I am going to give it to her because I just, I trust her more at the end of the day. Sure. She might not have stuff coming up, but I just, I'm going to give it to her. Nice. 
Do you have a favorite Kate Blanchett performance? Like one that at least sticks out? Like, is there anything that kind of comes to mind? You know, I, it's so bad because I didn't like the movie, but Tar just come like, I can't get over that performance. Yeah. It was that good. And it was that like, maybe like I was getting method vibes, you know, from like how deep she was into it and like how she really like, she just really like had it, you know, and what is it like? I don't know. She was just uh, surrounded her. So yeah. She, she looked, she encapsulated by it. Is that what I say? Yeah, like it, yeah. So that's gonna be it. But you know, I I want her to have more movies like that, but maybe just not that. Obviously, because I didn't love Tar. Like there just wasn't emotion to it to me. It was just very plateau. Um, so I would love to see like that. But let's put a good story in it, and let's have she a was good Nightmare arc. Alley. Uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Alley is a good year. one. She was in Thor Ragnarok a couple of years ago. Yes, Hella. she was in Oceans. Ocean 8 or Ocean 11 or something was she? like that. She was, yeah, she was. Oh, she was in Ocean 8. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, she was. Wow. And that's, she, that's like. She's been in so much stuff. It's crazy. She's been, she's been in a rings. lot. <laughs> but that's why it's so crazy watching Ocean's 8 and then seeing what she did in Tar. Like, that's insane. That's insane. She's been she nominated eight times. Eight times she's been nominated for her acting no, performance. Yeah, she kind of does, I know. She's like that perfect balance of like doing mainstream and like smaller projects because she can nail both of them. Yes, like, she can I be mean, the funny sidekick in Ocean Eight, but then she can go do Tar. Like that just blows my mind. I'd say she's top three right now, like favorite, like yeah, in terms yeah. of like all encompassing. She kind of reminds me of Olivia Coleman, but she does more mainstream stuff. Olivia Coleman does more like low key like projects, but both of them crazy good range and not dispenser's point in a linear way so yeah great pick thank you thank you three uh, raj number three for me is uh the incredible margot robbie um she nice is obviously going to be in barbie this year as her main main headliner she just came off of um a couple big performances last year although amsterdam wasn't that great of a movie from what i've heard um obviously she's a big name in that and then also babylon um Barbie will be one of the biggest movies of the summer of the year. Um, Greta Gerwig is back and it comes out on the same day as Oppenheimer. So clear like five hours of your evening. That's such night. a mistake, you guys. I'm that's, no, a mistake. that's the best thing I could look forward to this year. That is well, you. But what are how are what are we going to do? Do a double. We have to do a double. Yes. Week. We're yep. going to have to do Don't a double week. any water for 24 hours. Are you kidding me? We're going to do a three hour gonna show. Double. We're going to do a double feature, baby. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Double feature. OK. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We okay. Are do. I mean, yeah. That's, Oppenheimer's got to be first. And yeah, then we're gonna eat. We're gonna eat the serious food, and then we'll finish with yes, dessert. Yes. With yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. No. Cool. I don't know. I feel like we got to do Oppenheimer. Our review of that's gonna be so long. Which is why I think we need to just do Barbie second. We're gonna have to have a yeah, two day two episodes that week. Two episodes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Two episodes that week. Let's give them both the credit. You know, let's give them both the the episode. I can't wait. I can't but I'm excited. Wait. I'm excited for both, but Oppenheimer, I'm more excited for, to be honest. I'm, I'm with you. My most anticipated movie this year. So, but yeah, yeah she okay. will also be, she'll be in Asteroid City, new Wes Anderson yeah. film, which I am very yes. much looking forward to. So. I saw that. That was the other one I was trying to remember. So there you go. Margot Robbie, obviously no stranger to the big screen. Perfect. Killing it right now. And uh, Barbie's going to be great. Great pick. All right. Number three on my list, 
Um, honestly, I think she's climbing to number one. It's just a matter of when that will take place. Uh, Florence Pugh is number three on my list. She is substantial. I mean, I know. A, a good person. Don't Worry Darling and The Wonder came out recently. And don't get me wrong. Don't, I was a fan of Don't Worry face. Darling. <laughs> I, I yes. was not a fan of The Wonder. And I thought I thought a good person was was actually like really well done. So like these these good slash okay films, but with an elevated performance to really make it marketable, to make it watchable, to make it just like, you know, a little bit more flavorful. That's from Florence Pugh. I know when we did this last year, Brittany was like, you know, I just want a little bit more from Florence Pugh before all these projects came out. And I think you get exactly that in Don't Worry Darling, in The Wonder, which is a timepiece, you know, it's a time period um, project. And then a good, course, person. a good person or the good person. Yeah. So she she gives such a range and then she's going to be in two of possibly the biggest films of the year in Dune Part Two and Oppenheimer in critical roles, too. So I'm very excited to see her in more films, but also just to see her progress as arguably one of the best talents we've seen in a long time. She'll be bigger in Dune than she is in Oppenheimer. Her role will be bigger in Dune than it is in Oppenheimer. I'll just say that. Hey, for her to I even just, have a Christopher Nolan, know, point, that's incredible. No, yeah, I know who she's no, playing. I know, I, know, I, know, in, I know. Yeah, I know. I know her role in Oppenheimer. That's why I'm very curious because I I don't know to the level of what they're going to do with her, but it is a critical role for that film. So, well, she's a she's a major minor character in Dune. She's okay. one of the bigger minor characters. It's still Paul's story and she'll show up throughout the film and then be in there quite a bit at a certain point, but yeah. So she does. I okay. think she'll have a bigger role in Dune. That'll be a better showcase of her than so in excited. Oppenheimer. All right, uh, we matched. We matched, guys. My number three is Margot Robbie. Hey, oh, um, nice. Yes, you were going to say Margot um, Pugh. <laughs> right, I should have. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's been? I mean, what Roger was saying. Babylon recently came out, and you know what she. Margot Robbie, I think last year was my number one, if I am remembering correctly. Um, I want to say you're right. Yeah, she, her talent. I mean, I I just love her. And I think that she is not just a beautiful woman on the screen, which I appreciate. Um, she actually has, like, you know, incredible talent. And she, um, in Babylon specifically, I didn't finish Babylon, but she was my favorite part of it so far. So, you know, it's just like... Um, and then Barbie coming out. I mean, I know we talk about it. We're so excited. And I just think it's going to take her to, if they do it right, because we don't know about the story, you know, we still don't know. <laughs> so if they do it right, which from the trailer we've seen, it's going to be really fun. I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good for her. So yeah, Margot Robbie. I got, I got to look into this, but I, I saw a post, maybe it was shared through without a mic, but I saw a post that said, Killian Murphy read the Oppenheimer script and said it was the best that he's ever read in his career. And then Ryan Gosling read the Barbie script and said that was the best he's read in his career. I shared it on without a mic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was in La La Land. And I'm like, does this, was he serious? Because La La Land is top tier. And so if Barbie, if it's because of the tone and the shift of what they're going to do with the IP, like I'm very curious. Margot Robbie said the same thing. She said it was the best script she's ever read. Wow. 
I know. It's like these, these claims. Yeah, I wonder if Kelly Murphy said it yeah. and like the next day they're like, uh, guys, here's the script for Barbie. Say now, this. Margot Robbie said it a, a while, like a long time ago, like when they were like, you got Barbie. And she was like, it, as soon as and Greta, uh, as soon as I read it, I just, it was the best thing I've ever read. Well, uh, you know, Killian Murphy said this back in 2005 when he was in the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just bringing the facts. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's for Nolan. I think it's great. It's the best movie ever made. So, <laughs> um, all right, number two. Number two. Uh, so this is um, fun fact. We looked up this. We looked up a list a couple episodes ago. Maybe it was a while ago. It might have been last year. On the most <laughs> a couple episodes successful. <laughs> no, this was last year. I think it was when we did this list last year. We looked up the most successful actresses of all time in terms of oh, like yeah. money, revenue. Oh this, yeah. She is number one. Um, ironically, she just met uh, my uncle oh, this weekend there in you Paris. Go. Zoe Saldana. Um, yep. Wow. And the reason nice. why is because Avatar The Way of Water and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 both came yep. out in the last six months or so, um, which are two of the biggest franchise movie franchises currently um obviously she's also in star trek and, and other stuff but um right now just her relevance is at an all-time high to have both those franchises come out recently avatar's still in theaters um it's not come to disney plus yet Blade. wow that is Blade. wild so, so that just tells you the staying power of avatar and how successful it is in theaters i mean ant-man and the wasp is on quantumania is on disney plus and that came out two months after and it'll probably be on Disney Plus two months before Avatar is. So also, obviously, we just gave a glowing review of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. If you haven't heard that yet, check out our last episode. Um, but obviously, she's a major character in that as well. So right now, this is her year, honestly, in terms of like major projects. Her two big cash cows both produced in the last six months. And uh, they'll be in theaters for a while and they'll be talked about for a long time. Uh, she was the one I was having an issue with, with my fourth pick. It was either Kate or Zoe. And so Kate took it, but Zoe Saldana is my number one honorary mention. I mean, she's incredible. And I don't think it's only six, um, the success of these, even though, oh, yeah. because I don't think it's, uh, yeah, I don't think it's solely based on Zoe on Guardians. Now with Avatar, a thousand percent, Zoe Saldana makes that movie what it is. And I- the first one. And the second one. She, they don't they underutilize her so much I, she's, I agree she's barely no, in the second one i agree they underutilize her but when she is in it it's it's the best part so that's to get for stuff me. done in that movie she's the only one who gets stuff done and for that's i mean uh what is the name of why can't i get that avatar what is the name of the avatar the way of water i uh, know that her character is it natiri 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 yeah, yeah yeah, I mean, when you see her do the acting, um, not no, she nails. What it. is it like the the behind the scenes? You know, yeah. I mean, she yeah, she gives it. She's so talented, and she totally gives it her all. And I um, I just I think she's great. I think she's amazing. She'll be in a movie directed by her husband that's coming out soon called Ooh. The Absence of Eden. So that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah it's yeah stuff like that. Me but too. In terms of like, but we still have five avatars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's not going anywhere. Yeah. That's for sure. Even no. though Guardians of yeah. Galaxy has kind of finished its run for now, at least. So, 
It'll free up a little bit more for her to do, though. I think that there's more for her to do, and I think she's absolutely capable of it. I'm excited to see it. Also, I, yeah, we delved, we delved into, you know, the Guardians pod when we did the review, but I liked her character more than Gamora's ever been. Like, this Gamora, yeah, I, liked, I liked her. Very empowered, very much her own. Like, she's very individualistic. She knows what she wants. She's not kind of conforming to the groups that she's a part of, whether that's Thanos or the Guardians. I like that. I really like that. Yeah. That kind of independence she had. So, yeah, good pick. I like Zoe Saldana a lot. I want yeah. to see her just do more, and she wants to do more. She's publicly said she kind of wants to yeah. get out of these these franchise roles and express her talent a little bit more. For All sure. right, number two on my list. I was actually, ugh, I was having a hard time with one and two, like neck and neck. Me too. Um, I, I swapped them around quite a bit, but honestly, we're talking about an all time great, all time, all time female actor great and she's kind of just opening a new chapter in her career and she's not slowing down Kate Blanchett is number two on my list so okay she is I, her performance in tar was in my opinion the best acting performance period of 2022 uh male and female actors I just I loved it she was so methodical she's method I, I said this when Brittany shared her point she was kind of method in a healthy way like you you, you saw that it consumed her but not in a way that was changing Weird. her kind yeah. of core or her inner material but really just changing the performance to feel believable um from her hand movements the mannerisms the facial expressions not just the words that come out of her mouth i just love kate blanchett i love her work she is very much a variety actor she was in lord of the rings she was in you know the marvel franchise she's been in independent projects so she's just she does a lot she succeeds at a lot and she takes on risks and she's open to change and she likes working with talented people. So Kate Blanchett. I love I that. Like the pick. Great pick. Yes. All right. I will move on. Cause it seems like we might get more to hear from her later. Um, <laughs> this is what I, the vibe I'm getting. I don't know if I'm right though. <laughs> um, for me. Oh, okay. Well then, <laughs> well then I'm not right. On your list. I really thought, oh my gosh, okay. Number one might well, surprise you for me. Yeah. Um, no, Spencer, I agree completely. And I, you know, already shared my thoughts on her. So, but yeah. you just echoed them so, so well. Um, okay. My, no my number two is um, the one who won Best Actress of 2023. It is Michelle Yao. Nice. Nice. I, I actually thought you were talking about her when you were talking about Kate. I think they're both opening this chapter of what's more to come and uh michelle Yao is not slowing down she has transformers which i know i say transformers you know everybody's like eh, but you know it she looks terrible i know just it, looks, it, looks no, it looks so bad but i just want to name <laughs> the things that she's in because it's coming you know transformers we got wicked she's gonna be in wicked um that'll be cool avatar she's in the next phases of avatar so she's in three four and five um so it's got to be a some sort of substantial role I don't know though. It, you know, I really don't know. But Michelle Yao is just so talented. Um, I think hunting in Venice as well. By the way, that's the third in Kenneth Branagh's mystery. I, I'm not a big fan of those, but the Orient Kill, Murder on the Orient the, Express. Oh, yeah, there the we Nile, go. The on the Nile. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the hunting in Venice is the third one. Yeah. Horribly executed. But you know, um, her win was so deserved. I mean, I loved her performance and i love we've talked about it before that she's 
an Asian woman woman headlining these films, uh, showing off her talent. She's an older woman showing her talent. It's just so admirable, and she really deserves it. She's really, really great. If you want to see some inspiring stuff, just watch like clips of her in the early 2000s, late 90s, and all of these action films. That I've were, been seeing them. They are, they're wild. She does some of the craziest stuff. Like she was a great incredible actor and stunt woman all at the same time and she was just unbelievable so i'm glad that she's she's really grown you you you'd nailed it she is turning a page from being this really durable you know incredibly athletic woman to being such a talented actress, actress such a yeah. talented artist so yeah great great actor great pick thank well, you also getting out of those tropes right you know because she was in a lot of tropey roles and now being yeah. able to act and not be like, oh, we need you in this, you know, kung fu movie type thing. So, yeah. yeah and I, you know, I think that role in Crazy Rich Asians, I think it really actually, I mean, catapulted her because of how well she did. And that movie overall just, I feel like, um, really showcased the Asian talent that is sometimes overlooked. For sure. Yeah, it was a good film. Good romance film. It was. All right. So my number one is <laughs> I mean you guys right. have no yeah. idea who this is. I really have no idea. No, she has not been named on any of your lists, and I guarantee she's not on any of your lists. Um she I mean, is in I guess? three massive projects this year. One of them we've Do already talked guess. about. Do you guys want to guess? If anyone's gonna have a good guess, it's gonna be Spence. Wait, okay. Uh I'm gonna guess Emily Blunt. No, Ooh, I thought about good. her on an honorable okay. mention. So she is currently in Silo. She will be in Dune, and she will also be in okay. Mission Impossible. It is Rebecca Ferguson. Um, she is like. Let me this look is up a picture. Year. You know who she is. Greatest what? Showman. Yeah, she's, she's, she's she's saying, she was in Greatest Showman. She was the opera singer. Oh, okay. So she's currently the headliner in Silo, which is Apple TV Plus's current big show going on like a mystery thriller um it's very much her show uh she's also in dune as um the as a major character she was also in the first one great role she's paul yeah, mother. Role. yeah nailed it um she's also going to be continuing her role in mission impossible this summer so for her she has a major tv show two major movies where she's a major character um and she's killing it like i feel like she's done an, an incredible job in her roles and I can't think of anyone who has, that's why her and Zoe Saldana were tough. Like Zoe Saldana did have Avatar last year. So that's a little knock on her for this year. Um, but to have three major projects all in one year where you're like a lead or co-lead, you know, or a major role for her was just huge. But to have her own TV show, like no one else on this list has a TV show where they're the main character, which I think is incredible that she was able to do that. Well, Plus, Viola Davis. Motion pictures. <laughs> Well, Viola Davis is not leading a show and starring in two. But she had she had her own she had her own TV show. No, she did. Um, but I'm saying right now this year to have that much work at a high quality level in great projects uh, for her is just a huge testament to the opportunity she's getting. But I also love her acting body of work and what she's doing. So, so I, I only know her from A Girl on the Train. Isn't that kind of weird? Really? That's all that oh, I know her from. Showman? I I don't remember her in it at all. So I, okay. I 
I wasn't a huge Fair. Greatest Showman fan. I did watch it, but I really, like when you guys said opera singer, I was like, oh, let me look. Didn't recognize it still. So most people, you know, that just shows. Recognize her from that or Mission Impossible or Dune. Yeah. But you haven't seen most or all of those. So that would be the problem. Yeah. But Girl on the Train, I, I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I remember that now. Even though it was only a small part, I still remember it. So she's kind of, she's kind of starting to get more big roles. Like she, this, this is like the second wave of her big, her first big roles. It's like she was in Dune. This is Dune Part Two. She was in Mission Impossible Five and Six. This is Mission Impossible Seven Part One. And then Silo, she's headlining that as a brand new show, um, but it's based on a book series that's done extremely well. So for her to like, it's kind of like that second phase, like she got the roles yeah. and now they're like growing and it's getting. She reminds me of like how Florence Pugh was last year. Almost. She reminds me of her like looks. She, I always get her and Carrie Condon mixed up from Banshees of Inisherin, the the sister. I feel like they're, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're sister. And I would honestly relate her versatility of an, like if I were to think male actor, I think though they are substantially different in projects, Adam Driver and how Adam Driver can be blockbustery, but also very deeply emotional and dramatic. Yeah. I think she has that ability and I'm excited to see her do more. Like you'll see in Dune part one, Brittany, she's really good. She expresses mm-hmm. a lot of solid emotion that is prominent throughout that film. So I think she's great. I I did not realize that she was kind of like kind of blown up a little bit and she is. Yeah. So I'm happy to see it. Yeah, that's, I'm I'm excited to see it now because I have been wondering about Silo. So. Yeah, check you out know, Silo. But Silo started in April. Mission Impossible is coming out in July, and then uh, Dune is October. So that's like a pretty consistent. Yeah, she's got a year. Yeah, a year. So yeah, she's been working. Season. Yeah, she's been working. No, I was just gonna go on unless you guys uh, had anything to yeah. add for Rebecca Ferguson. By all means. Sweet. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna use an analogy here. So this is. Or a metaphor, however I Oh, no, here we go. Okay, Drax. (laughs) (laughs) No, genuinely, though, this is like, for anybody who enjoys sports, this is almost 1997-98 Chicago Bulls. You forget that Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. I'm sorry, but Margot Robbie is number one. She's the best female actor in the entire world. And we forget about it because she's just consistently good every single year. And it does not matter if Amsterdam sucks or if Babylon wasn't watched by anybody in the entire world, she is, <laughs> she is great. And I, I just love, she, she takes on the most absurd roles, like the most challenging roles to hearing her in an interview and then taking on Harley Quinn. Right. And then she takes on the role in Amsterdam and she changes her dialect in movies like um, Babylon, you know, she's, it's Wolf it's of so Wall different. Street even. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I taught yeah, bombshell. Yeah. She's so talented. And she, once again, I trust her projects. Once upon a time in Hollywood with Quentin Tarantino. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, she, she takes on these roles to work with the greatest and the best. And it's, I think it's because she fits in that category. So yeah, she's my number one. Yeah, that I agree. Phrase. I really agree. No, I just think, I just think for me though, Babylon wasn't enough for me to put her higher than my two that I have. Uh, now, if we're ranking it talent-wise, I do think uh, she is the most talented on my list, but it's not just by that for my... That's fair. That's you fair. know what I mean? Like, and, and when Barbie comes out, oh my gosh, maybe next year she'll be number one again. I do think she'll always be on my list, though, and, and that, that's just a testament to her talent. Yeah, I think she's always on the list one for me, but she, like 
like I said, the projects comparing those are for me what what did it because Rebecca Ferguson has three big ones that I could think of off the top of my head, and Margot Robbie had one. Although it is a big project, Barbie will be huge. It's just there's only one there, so so it's huge like money because I mean I'm I'm not gonna lie, Wes Anderson's film coming out is huge. Like for That's I just fair. feel like people like Wes Anderson's a really big name, but he doesn't generate a lot of financial an, buzz. So I, I'm curious what that like indicates. No, I have no, such fair. a weird thing with Wes Anderson. I Everyone just see, does. you know what I mean? It's just a weird thing He's I have with him. He's kind of just a weird guy, weird you know? Guy. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I've seen so many really cool Wes Anderson takes. Like, have you guys seen on TikTok, they have Star Wars, but make it Wes Anderson? Yeah, they have And it just looks too. so cool. Should, I want to, can we delve into that? Like, after, <laughs> after, 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 after. That, that, that's an interesting <laughs> conversation. Yeah. No, I, I respect the pick for sure. I think she's consistently really good. I think this year though, if you were to name like the biggest movies and projects, just from like an appeal standpoint, audience, box office, stuff like that. I think Barbie and the Wes Anderson one will be good, but Wes Anderson's very niche. He is. Point. So that hurts it a little bit. Barbie will be great. It'll be one of the best movies of the summer for sure. But I just don't know when she's having the time. If I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, How she did she have the time to go? Like, three four projects she, a year that are big she does like one or two so she's she's selective for sure i mean for her to go from amsterdam to to babylon to this wes anderson one to barbie that's a that time is like that doesn't seem like but she had a lot had of time a, also covid really fluctuated release dates so she could have filmed a lot that's true. of stuff that's much true. earlier so yeah i see your point though like if you see it all lined up like yeah that, that's what it's like oh my gosh that, <laughs> yeah. that's how i think that's how it you know felt about uh jonathan majors when he was coming out with every project known to mankind i was yeah, like Dude, does this guy sin. sleep yeah right yeah okay r.i.p my number one now last year on my list i was a little bit of a hater towards her and i've really come around it is Miss Florence Pugh, baby. Let's go. Okay. So she has, um, okay, a good, let's just name them off real quick. Don't worry, darling. A good person. Oppenheimer, Dune Part 2, Thunderbolts, early 2024 coming out. Now, this is massive. Um, she Sorry. is. She, I'm a little wary of. I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's still coming out. You know, we still got to throw it sure, in there that she's sure. doing it and part of it. Um, I don't know the quality it will be. But um, I wanted more from Florence Pugh last year. I really did. I wanted more than just like the scared look that she always gives like in Midsummer, and um, and Don't Worry Darling. She did it for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I needed more. And a good, person, <laughs> a good person really did that for me. Uh, it showed a different side to her that I really, really appreciated. And I was like, oh, okay. This isn't just uh, like she's not just like an almost... Um, independent indie type scary type thriller almost is what I was getting from her before and I'm not getting that now which is great um I just have a lot of faith in her man I think she's so 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 talented and she is just non-stop she's gonna be she's gonna be around for a long time and um yeah she's you know just I mean for for her to have on like one two three four five five projects within the last year is pretty crazy. Yeah, um, and and one that is called We Live in Time. 
starring opposite Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I'm I here know. For that. I can't wait. And remember when they I'm came on the Oscars together? We were like, we got to see a movie between them. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I just I really think she's really talented. I was wrong about her last year. I don't think I was wrong about her, but I I got what I wanted, and so I am I'm very happy, and I trust her a lot. Also, she's just one last note. She's coming out in a movie called The Pack, which is directed by and starring Alexander Skarsgård. So that will be very interesting. Now, that might be another thriller type, you know, and that's fine. If that's if that's her like thing, that's great. But I wanted I wanted to make sure that there was something else in there. And it wasn't just a one off that she can do this one thing. She can do a lot. And and it even shows that with like Marvel stuff. She's going to be one of the new. I mean, who knows? Really, who knows? Like seven people in it. So. I know. Who knows and who cares? But she's still gonna be in that Marvel movie doing um, Yelena, and I, I really do like that role. I didn't like it in Black Widow. I liked it in Hawkeye, but it's just cool. So yeah, that's my number one. I think for me, it's just the pick. lack of her leading. It's kind of what you were talking about this year. She just doesn't lead enough for me to put her on a top five actresses list. Like all these people that I personally picked are are like either leading or like co-leading something i mean she led a good she led the last three films like she led don't worry darling and a good person she did but i didn't think that was a great film honestly i mean we we've hatched that out but there was there was a lot of cooks in that kitchen too in that film right so like it was there were i mean there i i I I even think like she led it in the traditional sense like she was the main character but she didn't like i didn't feel like she stepped up and like led that film i think her performance helped elevate it from like a um, atrocious movie to a bad movie but i don't think that (laughs) i do think you if you watch a good person i do think you will have a little bit good person yeah if if you do watch it i do think you will and it's, it's like Zendaya and Euphoria, right? Like that's there's so many like these roles can genuinely cover such heavy ground for an actor. Like Zendaya, I think is yeah. only reasonable to be on this list because of her foundation from Euphoria. I agree, and she's, and she's built off of that. But if you've never seen Euphoria, I think it would actually be hard to make a case for Zendaya right now because she's never been the leader of a film quite yet not a good one uh, even because the malcolm and the um marie and malcolm was i don't even know if you would necessarily yeah, I didn't call that, that one. but that one yeah. i mean even that one was a little tacky if i'm gonna be it was a little corny to be honest with you so no she she definitely but again she led euphoria right yeah, yeah she did successfully and so i just haven't seen florence p do that convincingly Midsommar? Yo, I, seen that I don't know. Okay, I was gonna say that is that's definitely what got her her fame. Like, she led, it is what and she went on healthy map. map. I'm with be, you, Roger. It is that's not my kind of movie. <laughs> it's no I watched, but I saw it. I know, I know. Um can I just yeah. are you are you done? Is everybody good? I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just want to call out Spence real quick on someone he had high on his la- list last year. That is a complete flop. Sorry, Miss Anna de Armas. I'm sorry. We thought she was going to have this she really on good. My list last year. She was. She was an honorable mention for us. I think. Oh, was she? She was not on my top five. Oh, I thought she was in your top five. Call me out like that. On, I was almost a hundred percent sure. Okay, well, even if she was in your honorable mentions, I remember I, thinking like she could be, and she's just not. Me, that movie me, with her and Chris find. Evans is just not it. Let me. I want to find out while you give your honorable mentions. I want to see if I can find this real quick. Okay. Um. My. Do you want me to go first then? Roger. Um, yeah, go first. Okay. My honorable mentions, I just have um, Zendaya, Elizabeth Olsen, and Lady Gaga only because Joker is... Wait, Joker's coming out next year, right? 
Okay, so never mind. I only have Elizabeth Olsen and Zendaya. Sorry, I'm trying to find my list from last year. From last year, yeah. Let me see if I can find mine. Yeah, I can't find mine right now, but I know I she wasn't mine. on it. So I have Elizabeth yours? one, Margot Robbie two, Jessica Chastain three, Florence Pugh four, and Anna, Anna Taylor Joy number five. Oh, Anya Taylor Joy. She's on my honorable mentions again. So I'll just give that. Um, so she, oh yeah. So what? So yeah, I just I really just have Elizabeth. I really just have like Elizabeth Olsen and Zendaya. Elizabeth Olsen, the way that she's showing her range in this Love and Death. I mean, it's it's very impressive. Okay, what is mine. it? Yeah, so number five on my list was Kate Blanchett. Number yeah. four was Jodie Comer, which she went to theater. So it's not that she's out of acting. She's just in theater. Number three, I had Zendaya. Number two, Florence Pugh. And number one, Margot Robbie. Okay. So, okay. I didn't even have her on my honorable mentions. I had really? Olivia Coleman, Viola Davis, and Anya Taylor-Joy. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I really thought you were <laughs> I really thought you were an Ana de Armas stan. So I am sorry she for that. She was on my honorable mentions last year. Oh, Roger. My... Okay, well, it goes towards you, Roger. It. She's a flop. She's an Oscar-nominated actress. She was so, a blonde. I know, but you guys, it's it's not. She just has not been. It's not great. None no, of I heard ghost. I heard ghosted is terrible. It's so bad, um, <laughs> so bad. Well, you know, we talked about our issues with her and why she was uh, an honorable Can, mention. But did okay. you give your honorable mentions, Roger? No. So I had uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Um, her biggest project was actually the Mario movie. She was Princess Peach in that. Oh, probably yeah. the most recent uh, peaches, role. Peaches, 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 peaches. Exactly. I put uh, <laughs> Emily Blunt on there. Um, it's a nice. great one. She came through my. She went through my head too. Yeah. Not enough major roles um, for me to make the list, but she is an Oppenheimer. Um, she's in some other stuff as well. And my number three was actually Jenna Ortega. Um, who oh, is, that's a good one. It was very tight. She was a, she was my first like cut in my list. So she was my number six, I guess you could say. Yeah. She's really talented. She's got a bright career ahead of her. Um, obviously Wednesday was her big, big, like coming of age, but she's been in some other stuff and has some other stuff coming out. So, oh yeah, I think she'll be on our list in uh, the next. I think she might make a list next year. She has the potential. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that's what's tricky about these lists. People can literally like they could shift. I mean, Christian Bale is my personal favorite, but he's dropped. Like he's, you know, I know. he's kind of yeah. So anything can happen out of it. And just look at um, I, I kind of had a flux of honorable mentions, but I narrowed it down to because I had like a long like a long list and then I pulled my top five. And so I would say probably most prominent would be Viola Davis, Anita Joy, and probably Emma Stone. Um, I'm very excited for Emma Stone's year. She has a cool project coming out that looks very unique. Just dropped yeah. yesterday. It almost and... looks like I don't I'm not interested because of how unique it looks. I, isn't that weird? <laughs> No, that's not weird. That's actually a good point. Do you know what I mean? It's called, yeah, it's called Poor Things, and it just looks so abstract, but I'm I'm fascinated. So And Cruella, too. So she's working on that, which I like. That was one of the only Disney, live-action Disney adaptations that I enjoyed. It was very so, good. Yeah. It was very I'm good. I'm excited for that. There you have it. That is... Yes. Oh, are you guys exhausted? I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. 
Also, poll for the audience. Is it weird to eat dinner before 5 p.m.? Asking for a friend. <laughs> okay, you guys know I'm a grandmother who likes to eat at 4.30, and I'll push it to 5 if I have to. Okay, you're right. You're right. Grayson has a child. So she's a she doesn't like movies before 2002. So explain that. Conundrum. Yeah, your guys' friend sounds really weird. <laughs> you're giving her too much credit. She said 2005. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You haven't seen the original whole with uh Edward Norton. Norton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know what are you hungry? You ready for dinner, Smith? I am so hungry. I'm ready for dinner. Yes. Oh my gosh. As this comes out at 6 a.m. on Wednesdays. So right. right. <laughs> we film these Monday nights, so we'll let these two get their dinner. But uh thank I you. I already had much. dinner is what he's saying, Roger. I already had dinner. I eat yeah, at five. Spencer can eat. <laughs> I'll go eat my dessert. I'll go have some go. cookies. Everybody's gonna go to bed. She's gonna go. No, <laughs> exactly. Wait, before we wrap up, I just need the audience to know we texted. I texted in at four forty-five, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm ready when you guys are," because we record at five p.m. And Brittany texts back. She said, "I'm finishing my dinner, but I'll be on at five. And I said, "Your dinner is four forty-five. What is going on?" You know what? So that's the context. That's, that's the, not the first time I've gotten crap for it because I'll be like, "Hey, Spence, do you guys want to go to get dinner?" And he's like, "Sure." What time? I'm like five. He's like seven thirty. I'm like, no, seven thirty. Who eats dinner at seven thirty? That's insane. And to him, he's like, "Who eats dinner at five? That's crazy." No, four thirty is a new level. Okay, it was four forty-five, and it's because I had to hurry and eat because i had to be on this podcast well audience this is this definitely went in a direction you did not expect so thank you thank you for For listening thank you for following thank you for investing your time thank you for following us on social media and telling us who you think is the best female actor actress of 2023 we want to hear it we appreciate you tuning in yes listener and please uh do you get that spence (laughs) <laughs> I like saying listener. Okay, listeners, make sure that you uh give us a five-star review, please, and follow us on Instagram at without a mic. Fame status celebrity. <laughs> Bye. Bye.